So you don't think that you have enough savings to buy a home. Well, don't believe the myths. This is a real story with real numbers. Listen to Zach and Chantal, who just closed on a home, and you will not believe their numbers. This is a practical and real-world inspiration for you, recorded when they were packing to move in the new home that they never thought was possible. What's happening, everybody? This is David Sedoni, the How to Buy a Home Guy. This is another one of our very exciting podcast success stories, just in time for the holidays. It's a holiday time miracle. So if you're new to the podcast, first of all, thanks so much for joining us. And hit subscribe right now because you're going to want to hear these inspirational stories just like this one. It will inspire you to subscribe to the podcast to start listening to all this free information. This is the only podcast out there on the internet that's been geared directly for you, the first-time homebuyer that has been ignored by the rest of the real estate industry. The podcast exists so that you can have a story like this one, and you can be the hero of your own story, just like Zach and Chantal. You are the hero, and we're here to find you the right guide to help you find your inner hero. In this particular case, they were here in my neck of the woods in Southern California, so I was the guide for them. I am a real estate agent still beyond being the national educator to all you first-time buyers. I work with eXp Realty. Me and my team have been helping people buy and sell houses since 2006. And early in 2019, I got so disgusted with the way that first-time homebuyers are being ignored and mistreated by most of the real estate industry. Then rather than quit the business altogether, I decided to create this side passion project and see if it would fly. Well, guess what? Things are going crazy. And it's fantastic because we are correcting the injustice and we're informing you that it's a lot easier than you think and that you have the power to do this. A great unicorn agent is free to you. You don't have to pay to get the kind of advice that you're getting on this podcast as well as through the entire process if you find yourself a great unicorn agent. So why not go with the best? It's free. I decided to start this podcast to help you help yourself and not only walk you through the buying steps of the home, but you the guide on how the hell to even get started. Planning, baby. Planning. That's the biggest part of the entire first-time home buying process that has just gotten dropped off a cliff that no one's helping you out. The deal is if you plan earlier, that's going to save you tons of money in the long run. We work the plan for you one, two, three years out before you actually are even ready to make an offer on a home. Doesn't matter if you're 30 days or 30 weeks out, we have step-by-step instruction for you that is hopefully articulated much clearer than that last sentence. Wherever you are in the process, we got you covered. So if you're new, subscribe right now. You won't be sorry. As of Thanksgiving 2019, we've got six listeners that have closed on their first home, three more that are in escrow, and over 60 people out there in the country that never thought that they could be working a plan, and now they are. Each one of you out there is in different places in your own story, maybe just starting out or maybe close to the finish line, and maybe you're looking for some real nitty-gritty details. So I thought you'd like to hear from someone who got their happy ever after. They didn't know where they were in the story, and it went quick. This can happen, and when you hear about how they got to their happily ever after, way sooner and way cheaper than they ever dreamed of. Hopefully, that'll be an inspiration for you. See, like everyone out there, they were confused by the whole process. They weren't getting any good answers anywhere because the real estate industry sucks. 
Yep, that's the truth, gang. The whole damn thing is built on servicing the sellers. You buyers are just the suckers, as they call them, because they think that you suck. But they also think that you're suckers because you just walk into their homes that they have for sale without anyone educating you or helping you. And then they grab you and turn you into the conversion for their seller, which is their ultimate goal. That's right. Sellers. That's all they're looking at. That's how they become the big shots in real estate. And like I said, a lot of them really do think that first-time buyers suck. They think you suck time, energy, talking to people like you. It's not going to help them get paid instantly. So they ignore the renters or they end up passing you off to their friggin' trainee agents. Hell, they should be paying you since you're training their agents on the job. Of course, it could be costing you tens of thousands of dollars. But you know, if you eventually do close on the home, you help train that agent and didn't get a great deal. It's unfortunate. The industry just ignores the people who want the plan clarified. And that's what this story is here to tell you all about today. Zach and Chantal just wanted a little guidance, a little help from a real pro, someone who would get them all the information they needed to plan and then execute that plan to conclusion. And like I said, it sucks, but it turns out that this is hard to find in real estate. Finding a realtor who's a real pro to help you well before you're ready to buy and who has some experience. That combination is so magical and mystical and elusive that it's as rare as a unicorn. So we call them unicorn realtors. Well, Chantal found my podcast and they happen to be in my area. And I decided that since they're such great podcast listeners, I was going to help them out to the fairy tale happy ending they were looking for. Now, don't fret if you're not in my area and I'm in your ear holes right now. Unicorn Nation is growing. Like I mentioned, as of Thanksgiving 2019, we got 60. 65, 70 people that we've helped. Some of them have closed and some of them are just figuring out how to fix their credit. We've got them a pro that cares about them in their area. So do you want to hear how it's done? Do you want to be inspired? Do you want to hear how little this home cost them for this huge price tag? And do you want to hear a 10-month-old wrap the mic down in the middle of an interview? It's all coming right up. Here's the interview. Hey, everybody. It's David Sedoni, the How to Buy a Home Guy. And this is my second time I've got to interview one of our listeners that closed on a home. These guys are awesome. This is Zach and Chantal, and they are actually in my part of the country. So rather than me having them find their own unicorn, they went to, I don't know, what do we call me, guys? The unicorn master? Oh, that's definitely. It's kind of weird. That sounds a little, <laughs> sounds a little odd. Okay. So you guys just closed on a house, and tonight you're packing, right? Yep, yep. packing, getting ready to move. I know we talked about it a little bit before, but I'll ask you one more time. Tell me, when did you guys first start thinking about becoming homeowners? So we thought about it a year ago when we moved into our current apartment. But after trying to look at numbers and not really understanding how any of this works, we went with what so many of you listeners <laughs> have also probably found yourself in a similar situation where you look at your finances and you're just like, there's no way that I can afford a house. So we did what everybody else does. We just got a new apartment, which in our area is crazy expensive, like $2,000 a month for a two-bedroom apartment expensive. So we did that just because we thought we had no other options and... We found ourselves just lighting money on fire at the beginning of every month. Um, Tall started listening to the podcast in late August, early September. 
So I started listening to David's podcast. I found it on Apple Music, and that kind of became my major course through doing more research and finding a home. And I started following him on Instagram. He was very attentive. I messaged him, I think, even within like 20 minutes. He messaged me for the first time and kind of kicked off from there. So that's the really cool thing about this. Listen to what Zach was talking about. You guys didn't know anything, and you were kind of freaked out. It's not even Thanksgiving when we're recording this in 2019. You started listening in August, and we closed on this a week before Halloween. Yep, October 28th. So August, September, and October 28th, we closed on a house. Yep. That's incredible. Okay, so tell me the story. Uh, for those of you guys watching the video, that's Xavier. He's 10 months old. He was really good at helping me look for houses. <laughs> it's true. You guys found the podcast, and then you found out that since I was in your local area, we decided to work together. What did you know about buying a house before you listened to the podcast? Before going into the podcast, basically kind of what everybody had told us, like you need 20% down for a down payment, which now we know wasn't necessarily true. I knew very basics kind of on loans and what we were looking for, and that was about it. Like I really went into this kind of blind when I reached out to you, and thankfully you were answering questions that I didn't even know to ask. So that, that was really wonderful. What would you guys say were your biggest fears or potential obstacles that were holding you back from buying a house? Like when you said, you know, oh gosh, we're going to rent again. What fears were the reasons why you did that? I think at that time, since we were expecting a little guy, we were just kind of, let's focus on one giant life move at a time and yeah. they're not cheap. We had just gotten married after being together for about five years. So a lot of big, expensive obstacles were happening all at once. And especially when you don't know anything about buying a home, it seems even more daunting and more expensive and scary. So that was mostly why we held off for so long. Okay. Well, then I guess the follow-up question would be, once we figured out the financial side of it, do you think that that fear that you had before you were even thought about buying a home, do you think that the fears that held you back, do you think they were justified? Were you just in need of different information? I think we were definitely in need of different information. Like I said, we were always told by like our parents and grandparents that you needed that traditional 20%. We went in with 9000 down for closing costs. We were able to cover that, taking out a withdrawal from my 401k. So we didn't end up having to ask any of our parents for money or anything like that. And it was obviously much less of an amount than what everyone had told us before. Oh, yeah. But... It's nice to know that now, instead of paying two grand plus a month for rent, that's going into our mortgage, and that's something that we own. Okay. Now, this podcast goes everywhere, and we've been like on the phone and texting and talking every day for months, pretty much. So I know how much your house costs, but that's the punchline to the story. So let's hear it again. You guys had $9,000. Yep. That covered the down payment. And then we had the closing costs which we got the money from the 401k. So how much did your house cost? Tell everybody. $448,000. $448,000 with nine grand in the bank and a 401k that we withdrew, what was it, around 14000 15000 14, yeah. So total of $23,000 and you were renting for 2000 and you bought a house off for almost half a million bucks. Can you believe that, guys? It still seems like surreal to this day. Like until we move our stuff in this Sunday, I don't think because we visited the house a couple times since you came in to take our pictures in it. Yeah, uh, walking into it, like we know that it's our home. 
but it still feels magical like and new. <laughs> yeah, like magical, new, like it's ours. We know that, but it's like, it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Well, the night that we got the keys and we were all just kind of standing there and you guys were just looking around going, whoa, and it just became so much more tangible. And I'm sitting there looking at it going, this is going to make a great podcast. <laughs> because well, was it like that we found the perfect situation and that we didn't think we could afford it, but I have medical debt, like bad medical debt. And I made a lot of mistakes when I was younger with my finances. My credit score wasn't the best but I've worked for the past year to, to grow it and make it better. And it was just something that personally, I never thought that I do, especially right now. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. It's been such a treat working with you guys anyway, but hearing that it's so exciting. And you guys being able to share this to people, don't let the debt fears get in your way. And don't let the, gosh, I still just can't believe that 401k sitting there at nine grand and we're buying a house, $448,000. If those of you in other parts of the country, that's because we're in Southern California and it's just pricey out here. And here, $448,000 is cheap. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it is. But it still rents at two grand and you guys are in this situation. Wow. Okay. So then that's exciting. That's the big story that we want everyone to know about. What would you guys say other things that might be interesting for folks out there thinking about buying a house, what surprised you about the process? Was there anything that you went, oh, I never knew about that, or that was weird? Honestly, I think what surprised me the most was not only your dedication and kindness, but everyone that we've worked with, like from loan officers to everyone. I've always worked in customer service since I was like a teenager. So a lot of times in public-facing industries, you kind of get people with different personalities, and especially when it comes to such an expensive and giant purchase, people are really serious about it, which they should be. But never once did I feel scared to ask you or ask Dino a question. Everything's super clear, especially as we're going in so blind. When you have that magical team, not just the realtor, but people who understand the financing and can explain those big moves to you, it makes it feel so much less daunting. Like, it's obviously a naturally stressful situation, but I never once, like, felt the need to cry, or I've heard some horrible escrow stories and never once experienced that. So that was magical all on its own. I love the unicorn magic. You know, it's something that's funny. You brought that up, and I don't think I've ever really talked to my audience about this before, and that's why I like talking back to you guys. You brought up the fact that you have dealt with a lot of people in customer service. Well, here's another trick... And the reason why my team and the lending team, customer service in the real world is paid for by the boss. And as long as they don't get complaints, at the end of the day, they get paid. Customer service in car salesmanships, even, they're maybe thinking about repeat customers, but not really. But your lender and your realtor, you have the choice to choose people that build their audience through the people they've already worked with. And that just like being able to get a buyer's agent for free is another way that you have the upper hand as a buyer and you don't even know it. Yeah, that's something you definitely don't know, or I certainly did not know going in at all. And it was far different than your expectations. And now you know why. Dino and I, and if people work by referral from their clients, if we give you crappy service, we're toast. Yeah. So that was cool. Okay. So what stuff was I guess this kind of answers the same question. Was there anything that you thought was going to be scary that wasn't super scary? Things I thought might have been scary, but I know and it's mostly because I've never... Buying a house is the most expensive thing that I've ever purchased, ever. 
And the closest thing to that was buying a car, which was $16,000. So when I had to wire the money to escrow, I was very nervous about that. Not because I was scared or because it was something that was scary, but it was, it was the largest sum of money I've ever sent to anybody in my entire life. Like I double-checked the numbers like three or four different times just to make sure that I was saying the right information. I called escrow the morning of before I sent it because the last thing I want to do is send $15,000 to the wrong address and then never be able to get that money back again. Yep. So I think that was for me the scariest part of all of this. But I remember all the texts, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I double and triple checked it because the last thing I wanted to do was send it to the wrong place and it was worth it. And I'm glad that I did it. I'm sure that it didn't have sent it to the wrong place, but when you're dealing this stuff, you want to make sure that you're sending it to the right location. But I mean, other than that, buying a house was so much simpler than I would have ever imagined that it would have been. And I'm sure that it had a lot to do with the fact that you and Dino did a lot of stuff behind the scenes for us. And sometimes you just don't ask how the sausage is made. So thank you guys for all of that. <laughs> if you get a good team, you'll find out that there are a lot of good realtors out there that do this. And most of them are on the Unicorn Nation. But we yeah. all hide the fact that we're sausage makers. Yeah. I almost said the name of that movie. But anyway... What recommendations would you have for people if they were getting ready to go through this process or start planning for this process? Or obviously it sounds like if they're afraid of this process, you're going to say, oh my God, we did it. So what other recommendations would you have for people out there that are thinking about getting ready to buy their first house? I would definitely say it's possible. You save what you feel comfortable with. Definitely expect closing costs and all of that, but you can do it. There's a lot of great resources. For example, your podcast that are out there that people are willing to help you. And don't be afraid to ask questions. I think that if you have a team and if they're not willing to answer your questions, that should be your stop sign right there. You showed us 11 houses. Like you gave us lots and lots and lots of, and we physically saw 11 houses. We probably saw somewhere close to 50 yeah. that you that gave like us options. options for. Easy. Um, we're super patient with us. And I would say that if someone's not willing to like really assist you, that's probably like your biggest stop. I love it. The stop sign. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the fact you guys have been so gracious with your time tonight, considering especially you've got a pack for your house. Well, thank you for having us. And thank you for all that you guys, you guys were just amazing. Like I could never thank you enough of how much you empowered us and made us feel safe and gave us so much information on this giant life experience. Yes. Well, you guys are going to be an inspiration to a whole lot of people and I can't wait till I can throw you guys that big housewarming party. Me and Xavier are going to dance it up all night long. I can't wait. Yeah. I was like, when we get our barbecue grill, you're more than welcome to come over. <laughs> I'm bringing over one of those Fred Flintstone style sides of beef. Don't yeah. you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you later. Awesome, Thank David. you. Bye. Whoo, man. What an unreal story. I cannot believe those numbers. This is why I do the podcast. You know, of course, we all know that Xavier, the 10-month-old, is the star of the entire podcast this week. We get it. Mom, get used to it. Your kid not listening to you. It's just going to get worse when he starts talking. Just saying. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, you know, it does. Xavier being in charge and jumping in, it does bring up an interesting point that they kind of talked about. When they were getting married and getting pregnant, they thought these big life circumstances were going to be a hindrance because most of the time they cause a lot of time and stress. But those big life moments, do you know what else they do? 
they cost money. And buying a home can help you become more financially stable and can stop lighting your rent on fire, like Zach said. So that was an interesting part of the podcast for me to realize that if they can do it with a 10-month-old out there shopping, and in just those quick, that quick short amount of time, incredible. Some of the other things I thought was really interesting about what they said was that it answered questions they didn't even know they had to ask. And obviously, when we answered those questions, it turned out they weren't nearly as scary as maybe they thought they would have been. I thought it was neat to listen to them talk about not understanding the numbers, realizing there was, in their mind, they thought there was no way to afford it. So Zach said they just got in another apartment and started lighting money on fire. And then Chantal found the podcast, and the podcast became a course education. They don't teach this stuff in college, and they should. And if you haven't heard that yet, keep listening to a bunch of business people. You'll hear that everybody talks about what should be taught in college. And buying a house is one of the big things that gets mentioned every time. Of course, I love the fact that we dispelled the 20% myth. Don't need 20%. And they walked into it blind. Now, a little time with the podcast, a little time with me, and a little education. And that doesn't matter anymore. Suddenly, you're walking into it with open eyes, and a good logical plan. And then one of the neat things about the interview, I don't know if you heard that, but he had bad debt, medical problems, medical debt, I should say, that created bad credit. But then he worked on a plan. But because you can get in that negative headspace and think, oh, I've got this bad credit because of my medical debt, then you don't stop to look up. How long do you work on that before you check in with someone to see if your credit score is where you need it? You don't have to have an 800 credit score. In fact, over 740, it doesn't matter. For a home mortgage, anything above 740 is A+. And there is no A++ or A++++. And then on the low end, you can get all the way into the 600s of your credit score and still get yourself a house. And finally, the most exciting thing about that for me, listening to that, was not only knowing that they got a house, but realizing that they just started listening to the podcast in late August, early September. So like two months later, maybe three, but it was more like two months. On October 28th, they closed on a $448,000 house with $9,000 in a checking account. That's it. $9,000 in a checking account and a 401k that they could draw half out of. So a $29,000 401k, they took $14,000 out. Do you understand those numbers? Look, if you're a new listener and these numbers are not quite clear to you yet, let me just help you out. $9,000 in savings and $14,000 from a 401k that could have been a loan from mom and dad or your uncle. All it takes is $23,000 and you can buy up to a $448,000 home because the interest rates are so low. And if you are approved, because you're probably paying such gigantic rent. Now, also, if you're a new listener, and you want even more explanation on that, go back and choose some of the podcasts on financial planning. There's a whole seven-part series in there for anyone, for every level of planning, if you're at the very beginning or right at the very end. And some other podcasts that episodes we've got up there will actually tell you exactly based on how much rent you pay, what kind of home can you buy. It'll also tell you exactly how much money you need to buy a home. Go to davidsdoni.com and hit on the podcast, scroll through them. They're all there. They're all free. And they all have transcripts. So if you want to read it, knock yourself out. You're going to be getting this information from me and from other folks that have closed through Unicorn Nation. And this is real world information. This isn't a guess. And most importantly, this isn't information from someone who bought a home three years ago or even worse, 30 years ago. Things have changed. 
This is real world information. Zach and Chantal, 9,000 in savings, 29,000 in a 401k for a total of 23,000 to buy a $448,000 home. You know, my girl Chantal hit on another good point as well. How surprised she was that customer service was so fantastic for her during the transaction and that you as the home buyer can actually realize that going through this tough situation, you should have great customer service and the customer service should be working in your favor. You should not have any of those customer service horror stories. Why? Well, because a great team, a unicorn team, well, that equals a different level of customer service because their business growth depends on you. We are self-employed, individual people. We're not working for a big company and answering phones. And we listen to you whine and pass the complaint on to someone else. No, we are growing through your good words to your friends and your other people. So that growth means that you have the power. No salaries, no big companies that don't care. Doesn't matter how many complaints that we get, it's their job to take care of it, not mine. No, we are accountable. As we like to say in real estate and lending, we have to kick ass for you or we don't eat next month. That is so different than if you call in and complain to just customer service call board. Completely different. The ball's in your court. Who you choose matters. If you find a great team like they did, you'll hardly notice anything throughout the process and it should go easier than you expect because they are working hard for you so that you are comfortable to tell other people that they should work with them as well. And the ball's in your court. It's your choice. Make it a good one. Find a unicorn and get some magic. Every single time I talk to one of my first-time buyers after they close on a home, I can kind of recap some of the things that they say, but in trying to express how it makes me feel, it fills me up so much I don't really even have the words. That's right, me, Captain Podcast McRambler. I am stuck for words. See? See, I stuttered right there. You know, <laughs> I meant to say it before when I was talking about how, when I said that I really, I really did almost quit the business this year. And it wasn't because I wasn't doing well. It wasn't because I wasn't performing in real estate. I was a quote unquote top producing realtor. I was running teams. I had all kinds of other agents that worked for me sometimes. And a lot of times I was asked to teach other realtors and pretty respected in my field. I was doing all right, but I just felt something wrong in my gut. And oh yeah, not just my gut, but my brain. Because any idiot inside the game should be able to see that the game is rigged for the greedy realtors and not for serving the first-time buyers. So why not start this podcast and get dumbfounded and speechless with stories like this? People that just three months ago were nowhere near buying a house, and now the day we shot that, they were packing. The day I'm recording this, they're moving in. So doing this and serving the public instead of serving myself and my own clout to try to be a million-dollar agent on Bravo or whatever channel that's on, Making the sellers the name of your game as a realtor has left a hole wide open for Unicorn Nation, and we're here to help. Well, it's happening, and I keep getting stories like these. I get a little emotional. I really can't find the words, and it feels good. So look, no matter where you are on the journey right now, you took the time to seek out the podcast, listen to this. So reach out now to davidstoney.com. That's David, S-I-D-O-N-I dot com. And let me know what guidance you need. It's early right now in the podcast, if you're listening to this in 2019, and I'm still at the point right now where I can answer questions for anybody. You're not alone trying to figure this out. 
You don't need to trudge through the internet and try to figure out that, that horrible Google page search, which one of these pages actually is going to work for me. You don't need to try to find out who's really trying to educate you and who's trying to sell you, who's trying to bait and switch you. Trying to discover what is accurate on the internet can be rough. I feel that. And know this, Unicorn Nation is here for you. And everyone in the nation knows it's founded by me, just a pissed off realtor who was sick of seeing you first time buyers get screwed. So I decided to educate, learn, grow. I wanted to help you guys get confident. And I wanted to let you realize that just like the folks you just listened to, Zach and Chantal, and just like other folks we've had on other interviews, and just like other people I've talked to through DMs and emails and text messages, you can do this and probably for a less than you think and a lot faster than you think and stop lighting your money on fire. So here's how you do it. Subscribe right now. And then you know what else you can do to spread the word? Spread the word. Rate and review the podcast. Write a little blurb. Write in uh, iTunes reviews. That'll really help you, especially if you were inspired by Zach and Chantal. You can inspire some other renter out there who's feeling lost in the adulting world. Together, we can change things for everybody. Share the podcast. Be a part of Revolution. Subscribe, rate, review. Please, please, if you're getting anything out of that, out of this podcast, that will help us a lot. Do that, and I can keep the counterculture podcast going. I can keep educating you right with the right information that you actually need. It's true. I did almost quit, but with every new story and message and DM, I get inspired and I keep going down this path. I've got things going on the Facebook page. That's the How to Buy a Home Facebook page. There's the YouTube and the Instagram. And if you're listening to this today, check it out. Look at the other stuff, something you can scroll through, but mostly listen, put this in your ear holes and go through everything on there that looks interesting to you and get a plan. That plan is going to be what gets you to the promised land. And we've got guides for you. Unicorn guides. So what did you think, guys? How'd you like their story? What about you? Where are you? Let's talk about you. Are you lost? Do you need a guide to help you make your dream become a reality? Need a unicorn agent in your agent in your area that gives a damn about first-time homebuyers and has the experience to get the job done? Have you been listening for a while and not reached out yet because you're still scared? Well, did you hear those numbers? Do it. Be like Zach and Chantal, and maybe your story can sound just like theirs. Oh, and Xavier, don't forget, it's his story too. Come on, gang. You can do this.